0: Hey, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. I am getting ready for a Shine On weekend next weekend at the Marriandale Retreat Center in Ossining, and I would love to have you join me there. Casey.co has more. We'll play by the pool. We'll get quiet on the walking path. On our way to the prayer hut and the labyrinth, you can truly get in touch with yourself at a Shine On weekend. And it's not too late to join us, so please sign up, K-A-C-E-Y And we are going to get in touch with what's inside of you today. Where do you feel what you feel? We're talking about intuition. Your body is processing and sending you information all the time. Could you be too in your head to catch it? Consider tuning into where you feel a feeling or an idea the next time you have a new thought. Catch yourself and say, where did that come from? Where do I feel that? Is it in your heart center? Is it in your head? On the right side of your brain, the left side of your brain, did you feel it in your belly? Did you feel it in your back? Did you feel it in your bones? Just catch yourself and tune in to where this knowingness is coming from. There's an intelligence in your belly's microbiome. Gut instincts really are a thing. And yes, you should always look both ways before you cross the street. But there is a world of information coming to us from within. And what your chakras do is process all that. But we'll get to that a little later. First, there is a new trend, and that is the boardrooms are embracing this kind of intelligence. There's a book coming out, a new book. Our Karen Storstein is part of. Dr. J. Leibowitz, the Distinguished Chair of Applied Business and Finance of Harrisburg University of Science and Technology, and a former Chief Knowledge Officer at NASA, asked karen storstein an intuitive and coach to write the lead-off chapter of this book so science and psychic seem to be waving at each other karen
1: so, yes, I mean, now that we know through epigenetics that we can turn our genes on and off and neuroplasticity, that we can expand and rewire our brain for heightened intelligence. And we now know more about quantum physics, everything is energy that I think it's wonderful that we can bring science. I mean, he was the chief knowledge officer at NASA. So we can bring science mixed with psychic and, and intuition. And I just love it.
0: Great. So what are you writing about in this book? How is it going to help the readers?
1: I wrote the chapter, and so it's going to be It's uh, published next month in August. And my chapter is called uh, Intuitive Leadership. The book is called Developing Informed Intuition for Decision Making. And so how it helps the readers is that um, it, te- it shows them that they can trust their intuition, that they can use it, and that, that, you know, there's such an over-reliance, especially in this country and in corporate America, on data, facts, figures, the logical mental mind and an over-reliance on it in fact and what this book teaches is that there is a whole other level of intelligence that we need to be tapped into that includes the body and the gut and the heart and how intuition actually works and how we can develop it and how we can heighten it for our highest level of intelligence.
0: Think about all of these leaders and executives at work pouring over data and looking at spreadsheets and graphs going up and down on a computer screen and even though it disagrees with everything in their body, they're still going with the numbers. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Right? Well, yeah, you know, that's so true. And really, that information is our intuition. And this has been shown over and over and over. Our intuition is a much greater uh, intelligence and resource. We don't want to negate the numbers. That's also part of it. Um, Intuition is sort of logic, too. But you know, what's really interesting, and I thought helpful to know, uh, Harvard actually did a study years ago, they surveyed 1000s of executives. And what they found, look, and these are senior, senior level executives. And what they found was that when all things were equal, right, when when they looked at the facts and figures and then they paid attention to their gut, that they found that 62% of these senior leaders ended up going with their gut over facts and data-driven analysis. And I found that in my experience working with the senior-level leaders, too, and I think one of the reasons for that, too, is that a lot of times to be a senior-level leader, they tend to be more aware and they get to paid for that awareness awareness and intuitions awareness too hmm so Mm -hmm. so
0: let's talk about what intuition feels like so people can tune into it obviously our brain is not just in our head obviously our intuition is all over in our body so let's talk about what what a feeling what an intuitive feeling feels like and where do we feel it
1: that's an excellent question it's really important, right? Because when we're focusing on the facts and figures, like you said, we're just in our mental mind, right? And when we do that, we're completely cut off from our body. And so what happens is, and this is what the research shows, we actually receive this information in our gut, intuitive information first at our gut. And some people don't know that, do you know our gut goes all the way from our esophagus to our anus? So that whole gut instinct, where we can feel like, uh, you know, this heaviness, or we might have butterflies in our gut, a feeling like we might be nauseous. And then we also experience this information in our heart. And you know that old adage, like, you can trust your heart, go to your heart. You can really feel that. Mm-hmm. And and when we feel that information in our heart, then the information is sent through our nervous system, to our prefrontal cortex. So for me and a lot of people, you know, you might tend to get like the chills, do you ever get that? Yes. Um, like my, my hair stands on end or like the tingles or sometimes you'll feel like you just have the sense in your gut that something is wrong or this heaviness you know a feeling of comfort or lightness like think about when you just first met your match you know your husband for example and how you just sense this connection you know. I also feel like if when you're in that feeling of being like in the zone or in the flow maybe when you're doing something and it's like two hours feels like two minutes you know where you're just like in the flow so all different ways so
0: this is interesting your gut is like from your neck to your butt who knew who knew yeah Uh uh-huh okay that's a whole lot of territory to be tuning into
1: just says it's got about 100 million, we have 100 million neurons in our gut. And so some say it's the second brain. And some people would say that the heart is the second brain. And our heart and our gut pick the information up first. Yeah. It's precognitive. Before our
0: brain. I was just reading Mm -hmm. the other day that the heart has neurotransmitter cells, like the same neurotransmitter cells we have in our brain. And and the heart is always sending a signal to the brain. And that signal, it's happening all the time. It's either saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, or we're not okay, we're not okay, we're not okay. Then your brain responds by making sending the signal to make, you know, more adrenaline or more of the stress hormone, or not, depending on the message from the heart. So I guess that's all part of the story. We're telling today.
1: Exactly, and so the idea is to go into things, situations, experiences with an open heart to really listen to your heart. You probably have read information through the Heart Math Institute um, where they have exercises where you actually imagine yourself breathing in and out through your heart and then you have a positive thought and um, you remember a time that gives you a lot of joy or where you are very much at peace and they call that heart-brain coherence. When we have heart-brain coherence, we are much more intuitive and we actually slow down our brain waves to match the stronger electromagnetic rhythms of the heart and And when we have that, we can slow down our brain waves from like a beta state to like an alpha brainwave state, which is where we're more intuitive.
0: And this is the thing, just like, you know, taking a vitamin in the morning or doing your exercise or brushing your teeth or whatever part of your routine is, making your heart and brain have communication is just something else we need to do first thing. So our brain doesn't lead the way or our heart doesn't, you know, lead the way to have, have them line up and have a conversation
1: together. You know what I mean? Get, every, get everybody yeah. on the same page, first thing. Absolutely. That's a great idea. And you know, the other thing is, is like if you think back when you were falling in love and, and it may be romantic love or maybe it's just, you know, with a grandchild or a child and you have such an open, loving heart. And when you're in that loving, well, you know, that's why they say intuitives are empaths, right? Like when you come from that place of just pure love, it's amazing how clear everything else is and how intuitive you are and how easy it is to make decisions and where you literally like glow and you have that light where you're in the flow and you have this openness. To experience
0: The loving heart, when your heart is open, the light shines on everything. And
1: you know, too,
0: everybody should be able to like get used to taking a moment, like when you're having a conversation with your boss, with your kids, whomever, and just say, let me take a minute and check in. Just 30 seconds just to say, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Let me go inside. Let me check in with my feelings, with my body. Let me see, you know, how I feel about that.
1: Yeah, You know, let me tell you, this is so interesting. too what actually happens when a lot of people don't know this about intuition is you know a lot of people say well let's write off our reptilian primitive brain you know what I mean like oh that's the fight-or-flight response and you know um, we need to be in our higher brain well it's true when it's all fear-based unless that fear is based on something real like a real emergency but what actually happens is our primitive brain the reptilian brain is the instinctual brain, and it's brilliant. And so, what happens is, is what we when we go into an experience, our body instinctively has its senses, right? It has this it's sensing what's going on instinctually. There's brilliance in this. Then, based on that experience, we have a feeling about it. To your point, so whatever that feeling is—dizziness, lightness sense of calm, a sense of panic, whatever that is, we have a feeling, then based on that feeling, we compute that information in our brain, our prefrontal cortex, does some computing based on past experience. And then, and this is all in a a moment, right? And then we have this flash of awareness where we know exactly what to do and we take action. It's the instinctual primitive brain mixed with our emotional feeling brain with our higher prefrontal cortex brain and body need to be in sync and you know really I mean intuitively like I just had a call the other day where the client she called me and I had never talked to her before and one of the first things I said to her is I said are you feeling extremely dizzy because I said I am so dizzy I am so dizzy and she said yes that's one of the reasons I'm calling you is I'm so dizzy that I I can't leave my house Mm -hmm. what is actually happening so like if people are on drugs I would Experience and I will feel that. Literally listening to how your body feels, it will never lead you. As- We are so empathic. We can pick up information all the time. I had another client who called me and she had been on the john. She was in a panic throughout the night. She was nauseous and she was like, I don't know. I'm in this panic. I don't know why I'm in this panic. And the next day she had not talked to her mother in like three years of strange for various reasons, which was terrible. But she learned the next day that her mother had passed through the night. But, but her body was picking up the whole thing. Okay. You always know. You count on our intuition. We are
0: talking to psychic medium, psychotherapist, and management consultant, Karen Storstein. So, Karen, how does our body pick up on it? Now, this woman who was sick all night and a nervous wreck, she didn't even speak to her mother, but her mother was passing that night. What's happening? Is her mother sending her a message? Is her body, you know, is her energy field picking some up a signal what's happening there.
1: That's such a great question, and when you ask that question, I just uh, have tingles. My arm hairs are in, and right now I'm going to have to get into the wonderful world of quantum physics on that one because yeah, it's it's energy. I believe that she was picking up on her mother's energy because energy we know through non-local communication, quantum entanglement. We know that that energy that everything is entangled with everything else, and so I believe that she intuitively was picking up on her mother's energy she was in tune with it and her body was having this response and her mind was just trying to make sense of what was going on but her body was picking up on it
0: so that's a quantum physics thing where the energy was out there and you know mother daughter there's an obvious connection regardless whether they're speaking or not there's a connection and so her body was picking up on it before her mind even knew the facts
1: Yes, her mind was trying to make sense of it, but her body was having a reaction. Absolutely. And they were in two different states and she hadn't talked to her mom for years. So yeah, it has like people will say to me, you know, in radio, right? When people call in and they oftentimes when they're asking me an intuitive question, they won't even give me their real name. And people will say, you know, I'll be able to pick on information that they'll be able to validate. And I don't know anything about the caller based on past experience you know some people say well intuition is based on past experience that's true to an extent that's called localized intuition non localized intuition the kind that's all based on energy you don't have to base it on any past experience and you can pick up this information
0: it's all in the energy soup that we're all living in at the same time
1: that's right
0: yes thank goodness we can't feel it all (laughs)
1: Well, that's why I think we're all telepathic. We're all able to read people's thoughts energetically. You know, we know. We pick up on their vibes and everything. There's different levels of intuition. It's sort of like this, you know this, Casey. You know, there's sort of like this everyday level where we're just sort of, you know, vibing with people. And then there's one where it's literally much more intense. You know, and for me, I like to close my eyes and really, you know, tune in to help that person. Right. But, Yeah. So you're yeah, still, it be too much, it'd be information overload oh constantly at that level tuning in. So we have enough of our own problems, Exactly. You know, exactly. tuning into everybody else's all the time. So you're
0: still, <laughs> you're still doing a lot of that, taking a lot of calls and giving a lot of, uh, psychic, uh,
1: advice. I, I am. Yeah. So, you know, I blend that with transpersonal psychology. Most of my work is on the phone, you know? And so I do a combination of psychology mixed with the, the psychic world and it's it's like people will say it's counseling on, on steroids because it's so much faster. We can get to the root of of um, areas that you know. Sometimes when it's us, we're too close to our problems, right? Sometimes, and so it's helpful to have somebody on the outside who can be more objective to help us see our situation and those who we're dealing with, and and really listen to that higher intelligence and get us in tune with our soul self and our higher self. You know, sometimes to help us through our problems or when it comes to. Making- making important decisions or just trying to reach our potential.
0: Right. Trying to reach our full mm-hmm. potential. Absolutely. Yes. Karen Storstein, yes. our guest. So so, what's your message for people listening today? What do you want to share?
1: There's so much stress and people have so much worry and there's so much fear. And I just want to tell people, like, you know what? You can trust yourself. Have faith. Have faith in your higher self. Have have faith in, in higher intelligences or higher power that you're not alone and that you can trust yourself. You can listen to your intuition you can trust your intuition and you might think you don't know the answer to what you're dealing with right now but you know what, you do and you can, and you can listen to that, that inner guidance system it'll never lead you astray
0: Okay, Karen Storstein karensinsights.com love her and think for a minute about the chakra system your seven energy centers they're vibrating at different frequencies each dealing with a different emotion a different facet of your life. What the chakras do is process energy. Your chakras read and metabolize information. That's why you want to have some Reiki and get your chakras humming so you can keep them healthy so they can correctly interpret the world around you. I can help you with that anytime, people. Anytime. Come to my retreat next weekend. KC.co. More from the Shine On realm coming up next.
2: At CBD Live Natural, their goal is to bring their customers the best all natural products. There is a solution to change your quality of life that will help you live naturally without prescription drugs, which means you'll feel your best. CBD aids with health issues from fibromyalgia to anxiety, joint pain and eczema, acne, and so much more. The staff at CBD Live Natural really know their products, which helps them determine what's best for you, from oils and lotions and creams to candles, edibles, and even pet products. At CBD Live Natural, they don't just sell the products. They're consumers just like you, so you can trust them to recommend the best all-natural products to help you live natural and feel great doing it. CBD Live Natural stores can be found in Bedford Hills, the Westchester Mall in White Plains, and the Stanford Town Center in Stanford, Connecticut. Or you could shop online at their website anytime. cbdlivenatural.com Hannah complained of a headache. It was a rhabdomyosarcoma. Within a few days, Hannah was in treatment because we were told that the tumor was very aggressive. And it very quickly became clear that St. Jude was the ultimate place to be. So we've essentially put our lives in South Africa on hold. We're incredibly blessed to be here. St. Judy is an asset to the world. The research that is developed here is offered freely to the rest of the medical world. The entire way that the place operates is just to give and to care. I think it's the kind of place that not only stands as a beacon for pediatric cancer, but I think it could teach the world a couple of lessons about how to treat people. And I think if those lessons could be learned even in their most basic form, this world could be a better place. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more. At Saint
0: Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for shining on today. I am giving a talk at the Open Center in New York City August 14th. It's so much more than a talk. It's part of a vitamin R series of events that will help you be able to express yourself in business. So what I'm going to talk about on August 14th at the Open Center, and I do hope you will come or send someone who would benefit from this, is I am going to get you ready to be a great guest on the radio, on television, on a podcast. And even if that's not something you want to be, I am going to prepare you to be able to talk about your story, your message, your life, your business in a way that really captures people's attention. So for the past 10 years, I've been interviewing some of the brightest names in health and wellness, and they've taught me so much personally about how to live well, but they also taught me what makes a great radio guest. Let's just jump right into it, okay? I want to share with you some of what I'm going to share on August 14th. 14th. and This truly is just off the top of my head. While you were listening to the last 90 seconds of a commercial message, I was just scribbling these down. So here you go. If you're ever going to be on a radio show or podcast, be ready to go. When you call into the radio show or the podcast, be prepared to hit the ground running. Oftentimes, I sit in a room and I just record people back to back to back to back to back. Sometimes I don't even know who's calling. You've got to be ready to go. So small talk. We don't need it. We're going to jump right in and get to the good stuff. Be ready to go jump into it. And don't put on a funny voice. You know that voice that you use when you call the bank? Don't use that voice. We need your real voice. The real voice that you would use like if you just met a friend in the grocery store know before you call in if it's going to be taped or live. It makes a difference because I think you'll calm down a little bit if you know it's going to be taped and you're going to have all your wits about you and maybe the dog in the next room to be quiet if you're going live. So just know if it's going to be taped or live. Oh, please don't ask for a list of questions. Be prepared to discuss your message, your business, your area of expertise for at least 10 minutes with great enthusiasm. Here's one. Give it away for free. Give it away, give it away, give it away. What is that? The red hot chili peppers. Give it away for free. If you have a message, share it. Just get to the point and share it. Those guests who say, oh, well, if people sign up, oh, if they come to the event, then I'll teach them the secret. No, share the secret now. Share the secret as much of it as you can share. Feed the people now. Don't use your interview as a means to just tease people. That's rude. Give it away for free. They'll want to know more and they'll follow up with you. Oh, by the way, being a guest on a radio show, podcast, being interviewed, this is not your marketing budget. You also need to advertise. Think Starbucks, think McDonald's. They are Starbucks and McDonald's and they advertise. So this is just a little something extra. It's just a way to meet new people. And it can be flippin' fantastic. Oh, have a sense of urgency. Know that the person who was interviewing you was really busy before they engaged with you and will continue to be really busy after they hang up the phone with you. So have a sense of urgency. Please don't ask me to lunch. I appreciate your kindness, but that would not be energy well spent. It's not going to make me like you anymore. Send me a concise email and tell me what you want to feed my listeners. Now we've got a party. And be concise in your email. Oh, my goodness gracious. People will write me paragraph after paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, and what they want is in the last paragraph. Write your email, then go to the last paragraph, Put that in the top and erase all that other stuff. And when we have this event, August 14th in New York City at the Open Center, people are gonna get up and we're gonna do a live interview right there on the spot. And here's the thing, let's go back to the grocery store. We are going to make you so comfortable because you're gonna pretend you are meeting me, your old friend, at the grocery store. In the grocery store, you have a sense of urgency because they're generally very chilly and people are shopping. You're meeting an old friend So you have a sense of camaraderie. You want to take the few minutes you have and share as much information as you can. Those are some of the qualities that make a great interview. And I'll share the rest when you come to the Open Center August 14th. Okay, you're great. I love you. You know that. Um, The Open Center August 14th, yes. Casey.co has more. And a thought for the day. I don't have one. Oh, let me go to my cell phone and find my favorite one from Marianne Williamson. I know I've used it before, but... Okay, found it. And our thought for the day is from Marianne Williamson, who said, Stand in the light of your greater becoming. Surrender to the flow of life wishing to move through you. Allow God to breathe into you his plans for a better world. Shazam and shine on.